It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. <laughs> well, you know, Rich, I say, I say every week there are so many important issues, but I'll tell you this, last weekend I had fun with the music that we played, and I am looking right now in my hot little hand here, a transcript of those who called our listener comment line uh, on the program and that sort of thing, and it's a blessing. Uh, There are 17 solid pages here of listener comments that called in as a result of that because those people, you know what, it was just good, good old-fashioned Gospel music with a message. Well, yeah, and they called. These are people from all over the country too. That was, that was really neat. And I was going to say blessing too, because it was such a blessing to hear from them, and they were sharing with us what a blessing it was to hear that broadcast. And some of them said they'd never heard music like that before, because it was before their time. And many of them said they had heard music, but not for many years, yeah. and it brought back so many memories. Uh, anyway, the listener comment line, if people want to make a note of it, is 800-345-2621. That's 1-800-345-2621. Now, however, this week we have to kind of get back to work, don't we? Because there are so many things happening that are very sad. These are strategic times in which we live. And they're sad if the people are unaware and the people don't take action. Um, Bot Radio Network, we have our priority is to teach God's Word and have quality, quality Christian talk radio. And that means the preaching of the Word is primary. That's the fundamental. That is the cornerstone of what we do. But then the other information that people need so they know they're not alone when they care about how their families are unprotected too often or the children in the schools, or the state, or whatever these other things are that are so important. So people can know how to apply their faith in their daily lives. Let's start out in Kansas for just a moment. I received a uh, uh, something from Donna LePold there. What is her organization? Culture Shield. Culture Shield there in Kansas. And she said, and she pointed out that there were how many men? There were many Republican senators that voted to send money back to Planned Parenthood. They voted against defunding Planned Parenthood in the state of Kansas. And many of these, many of these Republican uh, senators in Kansas had had ran on on a ticket of being pro-life. They're the good guys. Man, if you vote for them, you can count on them. And and then when when push came to shove, they absolutely folded up like a tent. So anyway, Donna Lepold was very upset, and she posted the names and the phone numbers of these senators in Kansas who simply failed to do the wrong thing. And I'll tell you, this is a time when the people have to take action, and they have to remind the, the folks who, who wanted their vote when they were running for office that they've got to keep their word. Right. They failed to do the right thing. They failed to do what they said they would do. Right, and this is a time for people to be engaged, and not the time to go to sleep, but to be engaged and hold your representative accountable to do the right thing. Let me just let me just read some of these quickly before we have to move on. That one was Burger in Hutchison, Kansas, and then there was Boyer, B O L L I E R in Mission Hills, 
and then Dahl in uh, in Garden City, Kansas, and then Givens, G-I-V-E-N-S in El Dorado, and then Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D in Parsons, Kansas, and Hardy in Salina, uh, McGinn in Sedgwick, Schmidt in Topeka, uh, Scoobal, S-K-U-B-A-L in Overland Park, Sykes, S-K-Y-E-S in Lenexa, Taylor in Stanford. Tell you what, we're going to have, no, it isn't Stanford, it's Stafford, S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D. We're going to have Donald Lapold on here to talk about these right. birds and give their phone numbers. Yeah, and and can... then let them talk to the people as to why they've failed. They'll have an excuse, no doubt. They'll have some little tricky statement. They'll have some little reason, so on and so forth. But the fact cannot be changed. They voted to re-fund. That's not defund. That's refund Planned Parenthood, the state of Kansas, when they ran on pro-life records, so on and so forth. But where do we go from here? Yeah, you can go to cultureshield.com to get more information on that. Let's talk about uh, North Carolina. Oh, sure. Well, what about North Carolina? Of course, that's that's kind of ground zero for this current situation now with the bathroom bill. And uh, I think they're, they're just talking about caving on the courageous stand that Governor McCrory took. And we have an audio clip of a, of a presentation that Governor McCrory gave just a week or so ago to talk about how that impacted him. Now, listen, folks, if you haven't been following the news there uh, very carefully, I want you to remember North Carolina is a state where there's a church almost on every street corner, for goodness sakes. And Governor McCrory, he was a good guy, wasn't he? Well, he still is. He's, well, he, of course he's a good guy. But you see, when the people go to sleep and the pastors are saying nothing, why then the other side, they gang up on him. And then the newspapers and everything. And you know the story in North Carolina. They were saying North Carolina is going to go broke because all of the conventions are going to stop coming here and all of the big shot basketball tournaments and that sort of thing, they're not going to come to North Carolina. Oh, woe is me, woe is me. And then the people started to believe that stuff. But this is what Governor McCrory told us not that long ago. Here it is. So let me tell you what the HRC did. The head of the HRC, when Charlotte passed an ordinance, it is the left that bring up the bathroom bills. How many of you think the right brought up the bathroom bills? You know, the North Carolina bathroom bill. Have you all heard about this? North Carolina didn't do a bathroom bill. The city of Charlotte, the Democratic mayor of Charlotte, introduced a bathroom bill. This is what you don't learn on CNN. And I just got off CNN a few minutes ago, and I, I, I think the moderator was shocked at what I told her. I said, the mayor of Charlotte brought up a bill, this was a city where I was mayor for 14 years, in which they told all corporations in Charlotte that if they don't recognize gender identity with relates to bathrooms, locker rooms, and showers in any public facility in the private sector, they are under the threat of a $500 fine or a 30-day jail sentence. The day before this ordinance passed, I wrote the city council and the mayor note as governor of North Carolina and said, please don't do this. You're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. You're trying to create a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. And it's government overreach. They ignored me and passed it anyway. This is under pressure from the HRC. What North Carolina did was pass a law to say a locality cannot pass a mandate like that, a regulation like that on private business. And we put a modifier in there. However, 
if there is a public building, a state building, including a highway rest stop, a school, a university, it's going to be based upon one's gender if you go visit the restroom, locker room, or shower. That's the, it doesn't apply to anyone in the private sector. If you in the private sector want to create your own bathroom policy in North Carolina, you have every right to do it, including Target. You wouldn't know that by seeing the news. Well, we passed this bill, and the head of the HRC came to my office, and I invited him, and he brought, by the way, two, two individuals who were transvestites. And by the way, I welcomed them to my office, hugged them, and said, welcome. But the head of the HRC said the following. He was about 42 years old. He said, Mr. Governor, I'm going to make North Carolina the epicenter of the transgender bathroom movement. No ands, ifs, or buts. I'm coming to North Carolina, and when we finish with North Carolina, we're going to go to every other state in the United States of America. He said, number two, we're going to get as much free publicity as possible. In fact, I'm bringing in six coordinators from out of state to coordinate protests throughout the state on this one issue. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? And number three, Mr. Governor, I'm going to make you the George Wallace of the transgender bathroom movement, and you will regret this the rest of your life. And by the way, he waved his finger at me, and I said, you never put your finger toward the governor. And my chief of staff, who happens to be an African-American, he was extremely upset. He stood up and said, how dare you? His father was a major civil rights activist in the 1960s in Durham, North Carolina. And, and my chief of staff was very offended that he applied this to civil rights and to George Wallace and Lester Maddox. By the way, shortly thereafter, there were editorials in the McClatchy newspapers comparing me to George Wallace and Lester Maddox, which it doesn't get any worse than that. And people believed it, because the last thing I am is a person who believes in discrimination. My parents didn't bring me up that way, and there's no record of it. But I'm telling you, it hurts. It hurts. See, you see, Rich, that was Governor McCrory who was talking about how he lost the last election for governor in North Carolina because they ganged up on him. Now, when I say they, I'm talking about the newspapers, the media, the cable television. They all ganged up on him, and the people started to swallow it and believe it little by little by little. Now, now, of course, now, of course. Right now, the big story is that they have reversed that bill, and now they have the bathroom problem uh, that the governor tried to protect the children of North Carolina from. It's a mess, isn't it? It is. You know, common sense isn't as common as it used to be. Now, I'll tell you what. If the people and the churches and the pastors don't pay attention, your children are the ones that are at risk, and that's the way the culture absolutely turns and twists. Here's what is happening in uh, Tennessee. We were talking to David Fowler, who is the family—what is it, the family— Family Action Council of Tennessee. Because listen to this, folks. Can you imagine some of the Republican senators in Tennessee folded up like a wet tent? Here it is. We, like uh, many other states, uh, were working this year on a bill to protect the privacy, particularly of our students, in bathrooms and locker rooms. Sure. And uh, it was a total abdication, I hate to say, by the Christian Republicans in our state Senate just last week. No, tell, oh, me about, tell me about yeah. it. Tell me about well, it. Well, we, we had a, a bill last year that, that was on the verge of, of making it through. 
It protected the privacy of our students in uh, K through 12 schools. And uh, ultimately, the sponsor last year withdrew the bill under pressure from our Republican governor, Bill Haslam. Well, this year we brought the same bill back that it only related to K through 12 public schools. So keep in mind, this is a bill relating to our children, our youngest, our most vulnerable. This is not a bill relating well, to wait a minute. When you say relating to it, you mean protecting the children in the public schools. So the girls go to the girls' room, the boys go to the boys' room, and there isn't any confusion about that. That's right. That's what the bill did. Seven of the nine members of the Senate Education Committee last year voted for that bill before the governor got it killed. This year we were in front of those same nine senators. And this year, the chairman, in, in almost one breath, said, Senator, you are recognized on your bill. Is there a motion? I don't hear a motion. The bill fails for a lack of motion. And the bill and simply... didn't have the courage to move the bill and debate it. Now, listen, people listening to this broadcast all over the country, but especially our radio audience in Tennessee, uh, we're talking about your Tennessee senators who campaigned and said they were going to do the right thing, and you, David Fowler, are talking about protecting the children and giving them privacy, for heaven's sake, when they're in a restroom. That's right. That's right. Huh. And, and you know, as, as I said, what, what's even more tragic here was seven of those nine senators voted for that bill last year. This year they wouldn't even make have a discussion on it. They get, they, so intimidated and so afraid of the gay rights lobby, so afraid that that somebody's not going to expand their business here or the NCAA is not going to play a ball game here or something else, that they're willing to sacrifice the privacy and the security of our children. Well, apparently they were not afraid of the parents. They were not afraid of the voters. They were not afraid of the pastors of Tennessee and the, the, the preachers. They were not afraid of the tens and tens of thousands of people they should be looking to to stay in office. They weren't afraid of them at all, huh? No, uh, they weren't. Now, I, I will say, though, uh, Dick and Rich, this, this issue is far from dead here. Uh, I think there was, to some degree, uh, here a bit of complacency on the assumption that, you know, when, when, you're, when you're going in front of the seven people who voted for the bill last year, you ought not to have to go... Uh, go to the mat trying to get their vote. Well, especially, so you, yeah, you shouldn't have to patty-cake them along. You're talking about giving kids, for goodness sakes, privacy in a bathroom in a school. Right. Well, That's bathrooms right. and right. changing rooms well, and locker rooms. Shower rooms. I mean, sure. my word, isn't it interesting that adult people, and you know you could go right up the line to the preachers and the, certainly the legislators and the senators, all of the adult people are willing to sacrifice the children rather than to get off their haunches and say, we know what's right, and we're going to protect the children of our state. Right. You know what, David, This I, I remember first hearing about this type of insanity uh, in California and thinking, oh, how outrageous that could be. And now it's spreading all across the country. And, mm -hmm. and political leaders that you would think would be able to stand up for righteousness and be able to decide between good and evil are falling down. They're, they're either either falling down on the wrong side or they're just wilting and not being willing to stand up and speak out for righteousness. Listen, do you have the name of any of the seven there that we're talking about, even any of them to come to your mind? 
Oh, yeah, I, I, I know several of them. Uh, the, the chairman of the committee uh, is Dolores Gresham. All right, no, wait a minute. Dolores Gresham. Gresham. Gresham, all right. Where is she from? Yeah, she's, uh, she's from West Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. And uh, a solid, devout Catholic, like I said, was for the bill last year. And, and this year the word apparently came down from the governor through the lieutenant governor to the, to, to the chairman Make sure there's no discussion of this bill. We That's don't right. Need, we don't want the controversy. Throw the kids to the wind. Uh, and you know what? We're talking about their whole lives. We're talking about the whole lives of the children. Uh, who else? Who else besides this gal? Well, we had Senator Kelsey from the uh, Memphis area, Senator Kelsey. We had Senator Tracy from uh, nearby Murfreesboro area. And these are all Republicans? They're all, all Republicans. As uh, they should have known better. At, we had uh, Senator Joy Hensley, who's who's always been very strong. Uh, he's from a little community west of Knoxville called Hohenwall. We had um, uh, Senator Rusty Crow, who's uh, who's always been strong on these issues, uh, from the Johnson City area in Upper East Tennessee. Uh, and they all they all get they all get afraid. They all get afraid, and so they refuse to defend the children of the state in the public schools. For heaven's sake, we're talking about the showers, the bathrooms, and the changing rooms. My word, is there an adult available? Would they please stand up? Hey, David, this is Rich. Uh, tell us yeah. now, you work with the Family Action Council of Tennessee. So are, are there are there churches and families that are engaged with you? Do you have a, a website that has more information so that our listeners across the state of Tennessee can connect with you and, and get information on this issue, maybe uh, to know how to contact these uh, state legislators? Uh, what, what about the Family Action Council of Tennessee? Well, thank you for for asking. And yes, yes, we do. In fact, uh, I am meeting uh, next week with the head of the Tennessee Baptist Convention to talk specifically about this and a couple of other issues and what we plan to do in the coming year. So, so we do work with um, denominational leaders, pastors, and, and citizens. They can find out about what we do, and we actually have a specific tab on our website called Legislation. And you can go on that page and find all the bills that we're working on, that we're tracking, information about them, the stance uh, that we take. It's called FACTN.org. Tell you what, Rich, this is also happening in Texas right now. And uh, our time is running away from us so fast, but I want the people listening to, I want them to hear some of the pastors that have taken a stand, the pastors that are speaking out. And here is Pastor F. N. Williams of the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. I am Pastor F. N. Williams. I am 88 years old, pastor almost 60 years. I have fought for civil rights and equal justice for many years. I never thought in my lifetime that I would have to stand up, speak out, and even become the plaintiff in a lawsuit against our mayor to protect women and girls when they are using their restroom, locker rooms, or shower. It seems as if common decency and common sense is being replaced by nonsense. Who would have thought that at the highest level of our government we'd have to debate whether biological males should be allowed into women's restrooms 
locker rooms and showers. That's why we are speaking out in favor of Senate Bill 6 for Texas. It's time for all of Texas to protect women and children in their most private settings. Hmm. Listen here, uh, I want the people to hear Dave Welch, Pastor Dave Welch, Texas Pastors Council. Here it is. When the former mayor of Houston and some of our city council members attempted to force an ordinance on our city that would allow biological males to legally go into women's restrooms, locker rooms, and showers, pastors all over Houston stood up and said no. We asked the mayor to allow the people to vote, and she said no. We then gathered over 50,000 signatures to force a vote, and the mayor had the city attorney throw out our referendum. We had no choice but to file a lawsuit against the city defending our right to vote. Two years and over $650,000 in legal fees, the Texas Supreme Court ordered the mayor and city council to let us vote. Even with massive dollars coming in from outside Texas to spread false information, the citizens of Houston of every race and political persuasion overwhelmingly said at the ballot box, we don't want biological males in women's restrooms, locker rooms, and showers. That's also exactly how the overwhelming majority of the citizens of Texas feel. Houston stood and protected our women and children. SB 6 would assure that Texas citizens will not have to fight city by city, school district by school district across the state to protect our women and children. Yeah, I tell you, Rich, I mean, time is really running out fast now, but there's a pastor from the Vietnamese Baptist Church in Houston. Pastor, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Do you know? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. I want the folks to listen, uh, catch every word, because he's speaking uh, from somebody who thought America would, would, would stand for righteousness better than it seemed to. Here it is. I'm one of the original boat people who fled the, fled the communists of Vietnam, where we have that happen very often. Our sermon was revealed and used to punish pastor. I was shocked to have that happen here in America. To the mayor's subpoena, the five of us immediately said, we would love for you to have our sermon, but not under the duress and intimidation of the subpoena. To the mayor and her subpoena, we say, no way. With the nation outcries against her action, she withdrew the subpoena, and we became known as Houston Five. Today, we are here along with groups of pastors who stand with us to say, not only do the citizens of Houston do not want the biological male in women's restroom, locker room and showers. Neither do the citizens of the state of Texas. Rich, there's another pastor I want our audience to hear from. It's a pastor, Herman Castano Iglesia. Is that the way you pronounce that? It's the Iglesia Church in Houston. In Houston. All right, here it is. Some in the business community, including the Texas Association of Business, have said that this bill would hurt the economy of Texas. Their argument was effectively discredited by Senator Kelly Hancock in the Senate committee hearing. You can watch the video of their embarrassing response to the senator's questioning by going to uspastorscouncil.org. You will also find that there's a well-written explanation of Senate Bill 6 by Senator Bob Hall 
and also an excellent rebuttal to the false claims of the Texas Association of Business. We say shame on any business in Texas that would place the value of a few dollars over the protection of our women and girls. We ask every Texas business owner who believes in protecting women and girls to sever any ties with the Texas Association of Business as a matter of principle and conviction. We also ask all Texans to boycott the businesses who choose to allow biological males into women's restrooms and changing rooms, as many have done to Target. The significant decline in Target stores revenue and the sharp drop in their stock says how consumers really feel about this. It is time to let our voices be heard loud and clear. Maybe you're watching this and you would like to relocate your business to a state or you want to work and live in a state that still believes in common sense and common decency. It's a great place to raise families and has elected officials who will be courageous enough to protect the privacy of women and children. We encourage you to move to Texas. You will love it here. For those elected officials, we do have that refuse to protect women and children in their most private settings. We are actively working to encourage voters all across the state to replace them with those who will. Well, Rich, can you imagine we are having to deal with community leaders, with political uh, leaders, uh, to tell them that boys are boys and girls are girls and men are men and women are women and stay out of each other's bathroom. And yet that's what we're dealing with right now. It's amazing. Yes, and we appreciate these pastors that are standing up in Texas. This is Pastor Willie Davis from McGregor Palm Community Baptist Church. Here it is. This is not a political issue. It's an issue of privacy protection, and common decency. We commend Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick for leading the charge on SB6 and Senator Lois Colkhurst for authoring this bill. We commend the 21 Texas senators who voted for SB6 in the Senate, including the five from the greater Houston area. Lois Colkhurst, Paul Bettencourt, Joan Huffman, Brandon Creighton, and Larry Taylor while commending those who have voted to protect women and girls in the privacy of their restrooms, locker room, and showers, we also want to chastise the 10 senators who voted against SB6, including three from the greater Houston area, John Whitmire, Sylvia Garcia, and Boris Miles. As legislators from Houston, you know exactly how the citizens of Houston feel about this because of the way we voted. Even though you are elected to represent us, you misrepresented us by your vote. We will not forget that betrayal in the next election. And that's, and that's Rich, that's what the people in, in Kansas, that's what the people in Tennessee, that's what the people everywhere need to say. You betrayed us, and we're going to let you know by our vote on the next chance we get. Now, Pastor Jack Graham there in Dallas and Tony Evans in Dallas, this was a Texas thing. But I'll tell you, it's coming to your state. The truth is it's already there, and the politicians have to, we have to hold their feet to the fire. And that will really best be done if the pastors come alive and talk about it. Their congregations are waiting to hear from them. Uh, we appreciate the leadership of these pastors in Texas. And as to those politicians, sometimes they don't see the light until they feel the heat. There you got it. This is Dick Bott with his chapter, The Complete Story as a Public Service. And I'll see you later. 